Hello and welcome to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where when you hear the jingling of bells, it means someone's listening to our podcast. This is Peter. Jenna's also here. Hi! Hi. Hello! And Eric is here too. Eh, technically. Uh, so last time we started a story called The Only Lights in the Darkness Are Flames uh, Which Eric chose And that was by Steve24833 uh, I think we got a fair way into it But we didn't quite finish So maybe we'll finish this time Yeah, I feel like we got Like it felt like past halfway So I'm hoping it won't drag on too badly Mm-hmm all right, are we are we ready? My body is ready. Yep. Woo! Is it? Are you sure? <laughs> Have you done your stretches? <laughs> yeah. All right, we are Mendez. As soon as you go for the door, you're faced with a horrible abomination. A large humanoid creature stands at seven feet tall with skin as white as bone. Its face is a horrible, scarred mess, with a smile that goes from ear to ear as it breathes heavily. It raises a long, thin claw and reaches out to touch you. Get the fuck away from me! You cry, a thing that has literally never worked ever. Can I interrupt really (laughs) quick? Sure. Um, So, partially for the listeners, but also for me, how did we leave off last time do you remember because there was the SWAT team and like the story kind of switches you from like between the different four guys and different shitty things are happening to all of them in the haunted house yeah that's about right I think one of them died yeah I think someone died I think they just got overwhelmed by like sort of basically zombies I think Mendez is the one in the basement okay where yeah, like I, you I, sort of run away and you see a bunch of corpses uh, yeah. and then there's like a scary creature in the basement yeah so is is i'm thinking this must be kind of where it picked up after the other person died it switched us to this guy i think uh, so maybe. either that or it was the one person died and then we briefly switched the person who got out mhm but then was oh, coming yeah. back in, and now we're back to the person in the basement. Right. Does that okay. sound? That sounds pretty sounds accurate. I mean, if right. if listeners are listening to this right after the other episode, then we might be babbling. But it was a week ago for us, so we don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I just needed some context to immerse yeah, no. myself. I I think we're in the basement. Okay. That's what I've got. <laughs> well, regardless, there's a creature. Yes. There is a creature. Wahaha. And then the beast attacks. It leaps forward, grabbing you, and with the second hand grabs the banister to the stairwell. It flings itself up to the upper floor as you draw your handgun. You unload a full clip into its head, but the bullets bounce off against the creature as you stare at it in horror. What the fuck are you, you say, aghast as you're dragged into a room lit only by a single candle. Uh 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> You're flung into the center of the room before the demon starts chuckling like a baboon. Is that a thing baboons do? Do they... Apparently. Do they chuckle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's the sound baboons make. Listeners, <laughs> record your best baboon chuckle and send them to us on Facebook. There you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to get some creepy, creepy responses to that. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, we would if we had listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, my mom's going to record a baboon chuckle. <laughs> oh, we look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you back away before hearing a small, faint whisper that you can barely make out, seemingly coming from all around you. Yes, this one will do. Stay away from me, you shout, backing away. Again, I feel compelled to point out that stay away mm. from me has never worked. Well, maybe this is a monster that respects our boundaries and realizes that no means no. Oh my god. Ah. That would actually be sort of a cool horror movie like twist. Mm. Like halfway through or three quarters of the way through someone's like no don't and the creature or monster or serial killer is like wait what? <laughs> and like they mm. sort of realize oh wait a minute like people don't want this to happen <laughs> and maybe there are like other like powers beyond the powers that animate me or whatever mm. like um like that one family guy bit where there's the murderer in prison and he like stabs a guy and then, like, he finally stabs himself a tiny little bit. And he's like, oh, God, is that what I do to people? I am a monster. I belong here. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Family Guy bits. Like, it's very sort of, like... Yeah. Like, it works. It really works. Like, oh, wait a minute. Mm. This dude legitimately doesn't understand. <laughs> like, the level of pain he's creating in the world. <laughs> Anyhow. Mm. <laughs> Something to think about, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you look around the room, seeing two possible hiding places and the door. You could hide in a small fireplace, or behind a massive wooden bookcase, or you could charge the door and try to get out. So we can hide in the fireplace, hide behind the bookcase, or make a run for the door. Hmm. I'm real torn on this one. Yeah. Because the fireplace doesn't actually seem like a very good hiding place. That seems like a terrible hiding place. Yeah. And I feel like we're sort of being herded towards the bookcase because it's quote unquote massive. Hmm. And like, yeah, the door actually seems like the best choice to me. But at the same time, I feel like in these cases, the door is never the right answer. Yeah, the runaway option is rarely a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, I can easily escape this situation if I can just get through the door. Like, that never works for you. Yeah. 
So, do we do the bookcase? Do we go for the fireplace because it seems so unlikely mm-hmm. it just might work? And or I guess we might be burned alive. My gut is telling me the bookcase, but you could be right there. I don't know if we're overthinking it. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Jen? Well, if we're really little, then maybe the fireplace. (laughs) But I'm assuming because if we're like a SWAT dude, we're probably like jacked, right? No, that makes sense. Probably. So maybe not the fireplace. All right. Do we want to do the bookcase then? Um. Yeah. Let's do the bookcase. All right. All right. I mean, you know, I feel like people underestimate how much damage you can do by pushing a bookcase over on someone as well. Right. You crawl behind the bookcase, but the abomination attacks. It leaps forward, slashing its claws across the side of your face. You scream as blood flows out and you collapse on the floor behind the bookcase. It lets out a howling laughter before grabbing your ankle and dragging you off into the darkness. Now, the voice whispers from everywhere, now I am reborn. Oh boy. And our only yeah. option is a death. So. Oh, sweet death. All right, do we want to go forward into death? <laughs> Or do we want to go back and see if one of our other options would have worked? Well, I already clicked on it. No. Uh, <laughs> but it takes us into one of the other guys. So I think it just ends there and continues Okay. with, with right. Poros. So we All could right. go back, eh, let's but it's that. not like the whole story ends. Okay. All right. We'll just keep going. All right. Poros. Which, is that a real name? <laughs> like, is that a real thing people are named? I feel like it's probably It not. might be. I don't know. I don't know, man. He's just a poor ass. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You whimper in the darkness as you try to crawl backwards, your broken legs painfully scraping along the floor. You hear the moaning, breathing, and muttering increase. Your hands reach backwards to pull yourself away in the massive basement. Oh, now we're in the basement. I guess we weren't in the basement earlier, but whatever. But they land on your gun. You quickly grab it and pull it forward, flicking the flashlight on. Immediately, you illuminate mangled, horrific corpses crawling towards you. The monsters have broken, bent, and snapped limbs and are horrifically disfigured by flames or through skinning. They moan, and you let out a yelp, firing your gun at them. The bullets whiz through the air, thudding into the creatures, but they continue to advance. Suddenly, you hear something moving behind you. We turn. You turn to see a small child. You look up at its face and scream. Its eyes have been gouged out. The hole is roughly stitched together. Its mouth has been stitched shut, and its ears are gone. It smiles at you before grabbing your face and driving its thumbs into your eyes. You scream and you feel it stop and hear it skip away. You roll around in pain, unable to see, as the undead monsters continue crawling towards you. You feel rotting hands grab your limbs and begin tearing into your flesh as you scream. Continue. Lovely. I feel like I feel like we're not doing so great. I feel like a, there's mm. a lot of dying going on. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Blanco's return. Oh, what- so Blanco, I guess, was the one who got out. Yeah, I think so. And then we did, did we decide to go back and save them? Is that what we ended up doing? I think so. Right? Hmm. Because I think we could either like just run away or we could go back and save the others. And I think we chose that and then it switched, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. I think that's correct. Yes, yeah, that sounds right to me. And we might have had a calling for help option, but I feel like the calling for help option was weirded in like a bizarre way where it seemed like not good. So I think you're correct. In what could be the dumbest idea you've ever had, you head around the side of the house, raising your gun. You find the already breached side entrance, breached by Team 3, and charge inside into a kitchen. You see bloodstains all over the wall and see a mangled, torn apart corpse of a SWAT member on the ground. You look at the name tag, Perez. You shake your head before moving in. You see another corpse lying on the ground, missing half his face and an arm. Another SWAT. You see two undead monsters charging towards you and raise your gun and fire. Bullets fly through their body, although they stumble at that. You go to shut the kitchen door, but something else slams it shut. You look down to see the second SWAT moving, although bleeding heavily from his loss of an arm and his face. (laughs) Which also bleed when you lose them. Like, for the record, if you lose your face, you bleed. It's not like a weird bloodless thing where, like, you can just tear your face off and it's fine. This is not a a lesson I was imagining I would learn today. (laughs) You learn something new every day. Learning is half the battle. Mm-hmm. How the fuck are you alive, you ask? Get me out of here, the man who you now recognize as Sindeel says. You grab him with his arm as the undead begin to thump against the door and help him out of the door, quickly leaving the house for the second time. What? I feel like that scene did not make a lot of sense. <laughs> but okay. Head back to the truck. You help Sindeel along to the truck. You arrive, helping Sindeel into the passenger's seat. Suddenly, you see two figures burst out of the house. You turn and look to see Rivera dragging Poros along the ground. I'm sorry, did we see them bursting out of the house or then turn and... ah, God damn it. Some of the, like, mechanics of this story just really get under my skin. (laughs) yeah where it's like this really bizarre like repetition of action Hmm. that feels like it's supposed to be a stylistic choice like it doesn't feel like a mistake right it feels like a stylistic choice that is just bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess so uh poras rivera you shut sprinting over I assume they meant shout. You grab Porus by the arm and help him to the back of the van. Rivera drags Porus inside. We're fine. Go! Get us out of here, Porus shouts. You quickly run to the driver's seat, finding the keys where you left them, and start the van. You slam your foot on the accelerator and quickly begin speeding away from the mansion. We did it! We made it, Rivera pants. 
We did, you reply. Let's get the fuck out of here, Poros says, having changed his name while we weren't looking. (laughs) You nod and continue driving. You've escaped and managed to get out with Poros, Rivera, and Sindil. You're free. Yet one walked out. Oh, no. You stand, adversary. You stand, reborn at the doorway to the mansion. You pull off what remains of this form's former occupant's SWAT armor. Captain Mendez is no more. Now you are here. You watch as your firstborn child giggled as he slowly walks outside as the sun falls. His stitches open to allow him to grow to his full potential. The unchained beast walks alongside it, its many heads hissing as it sniffs for prey. The wrong prey. Okay. As its massive clawed feet stomp along, you smile as you take your first steps into the outside world. Now the trio is formed. Now we are reborn. Sound the trumpets, you say. (laughs) And that is the end. That is that is the end. That is a weird ass ending. Did, Little bit. Did anybody have trumpets? <laughs> Where have these trumpets come from? Right. Sound of the trumpets. The beast just Always makes a little trumpet sound. <laughs> um. Well, that's better than I thought we were doing. That we got out with three of them. True. Yeah, no, I, I thought they we all died. Maybe one. We managed to not kill everybody. I say that's a win. Yeah. I say we take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, I mean, of the things that could have happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of the endings that we have had in stories yeah. before. Not bad. Correct. It wasn't the worst. I. It's weird though, because I feel like going through this, it was it seemed pretty clear in many cases that like, oh, this person's dead. But at the end, it's like, oh no, they're all good, they're all good, let's go. And then just the one. Yeah, I mean, poros, poros, especially like, there was like screaming and hands ripping into flesh. And there's really, (laughs) there's really only so much flesh you can have ripped before. Yeah. You're not good anymore, you know? Right. Maybe maybe he hadn't reached that threshold. I guess not. Hmm. Are you an EMT? Tell us how much flesh you've ever seen ripped. And someone was still alive. Oh my. I think the worst story I ever heard from an EMT was a guy who jumped off a building to kill himself and ended up collapsing onto his shins and basically drove his legs into his lungs but was still alive like yeah like all the mechanical parts were still trying to keep going basically and you have to try and save the person at that point still even if there's obviously so much physical damage you're not going to recover from it like, you're right. gonna die. Like, you can't just be like, well, they're gonna die. We should just let that happen. Like, you have right. to try and start saving their life. Ugh. But yeah, like, basically, like, their 
shin bones had broken and driven into their lungs. Mm. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen to any of us. Me too. Yay. I, I'd feel bad if either one of you died with your shin bones in your lungs. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a fun way to go. It does not. No. It does not. Honestly, like, that's probably, like, my second or third worst fear about dying. Like, having some kind of injury where, like, your autonomic nervous system is still trying to make everything work properly. But there's so much damage that it can't. But not mm. quite enough damage that it stops. So you're right. stuck for, like half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever with your body mm -hmm. like trying to work all of that stuff Ugh. Blech. this is terrible Blech. Gerg. Blech. <laughs> we should it end this episode with something warm and fuzzy and positive Eric tell us a story about spatula <laughs> Uh, so Spatula has actually decided that now that Miles is gone, the house does not operate on nearly the tight schedule that she requires, hmm. and it is her job to keep us in line, but she's not as good at Miles as indicating what the fuck she wants. <laughs> Aww. So, like, mm. she yells at us constantly, but it's impossible to figure out which thing she's yelling at us about. Oh my gosh. So, like, she'll be like, meow, meow, meow. But you're Aww. like, like, you'll fill her food, and she's like, I don't know why you're fucking filling my food. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, or you'll, like, open the door to let her out, and she's like, nope. Not that either. Mm. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. what do you want? <laughs> Was Miles better about showing you, like, hey, here's the thing that I want? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, Miles was like, I'm sorry. Uh, wet food. It's wet food time. <laughs> Make the wet food happen. This is your job. I don't know why. I don't even know why I have to scream at you every morning about this. You know? Yeah. Like, he had a very set schedule. And it was always extremely clear what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, like, you couldn't give it to him because what he wanted was your food or whatever. Mm. But, like, right. it was always very clear what he wanted. And Spatula is just like, I don't know, man, do the thing. <laughs> and you'll give her wet food. <laughs> and she's like, she'll take, like, two, like, little bites of wet food and then be like, I don't know why you did this. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I feel like she she's she's unhappy with us for not sticking to like some sort of weird little schedule she has in her head. Mm. And she feels it's her job to keep us to that schedule, but cannot tell us what that schedule means. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, that's amusing. I <laughs> appreciate ending on that note. Um... We're on social media. Figure it out, listeners. Um, <laughs> bye. Just search, search for Go Your Own Way podcast. Well, th we're there. Bye. You'll find us. I believe in you. 